The Yankees win a must-win game. You heard Peter Schwartz's update. He said, a big sigh of relief. I'll tell you, I don't think it's a big sigh of relief. I think it was maybe a half an exhale in a must-win game for the New York Yankees. We'll bust that up and break it down. The Mets, by the way, Yankees, I mean, six base hits. Before we, you know, kind of say that they can breathe a large sigh of relief, Aaron Judge manufactured two runs for the Yankees. So everybody else had three hits and did nothing, basically. Uh... But there was some good with the Yankees, no doubt. Some good, some bad, some ugly. And we'll, we'll, we'll break that down. The Mets. The Mets clearly, I mean, this was a bad weekend series. Losing two out of three to the lousy, rebuilding Washington Nationals. And clearly a, a series where the Mets go from Flying high, taking two out of three against the Dodgers. And the level of intensity and compete just not there, not the same. And I'm not saying they didn't try, but big letdown series for the Mets. And uh, and just a bad job overall. And Mets offense, I, they managed a run on, on Sunday. And they made, you know, over the weekend made some pitchers who were not particularly good look great. And that's a problem. Patrick Corbin, Eric Fetty, guys who have ERAs who have struggled, and the Mets, you know, everybody's got a five-plus ERA, and suddenly uh, the Mets offense is the cure for them. So Mets fans, are you concerned about this offense or – Do you look at this and say, let down series coming off of the Dodgers? And and look, it's not like the Mets uh, blew the the cover off the ball against the Dodgers. They just pitched so so well, so they won that series. But it was a much crisper series, much better played series, certainly, than what the Mets showed up with against the Nationals. So any concern here? The Mets have only a one-game lead. Because all the Braves do is win. It's like the Mets have played bad baseball by and large over the last few months. They're playing well in general. Still on pace for 100 plus wins. With a relatively easy schedule. Normally you think that that's a good thing. But if you're going to have a letdown series like you did against the Nationals and not take advantage of it, then that's a problem. Mets about to face a Pirates team who will also be spunky and not hand it to you. So Mets are going to have to show up. Did the Mets handle Cookie Carrasco coming back off of an injury properly? Or did they look at the Nationals? This is from a front office perspective. Did they just overlook the Nationals in general? And with Carrasco, he's been out and injured. They didn't even give him any rehab, minor league rehab starts or anything like that. I think they thought that pitching against the Nationals was somehow a rehab start, and it showed. He was rusty. He didn't have his command control. The Mets probably would have been better off if they had just started Trevor Williams in this game. Anyway, we'll bust this down and talk about the Mets' level of concern. Then... 
we, of course, by the time you hear me a week from now, next weekend show, next Sunday night show, Giants and Jets, the season, football, NFL season, it kicks off this week, this Thursday. TGIF, thank goodness it's football, and it has been and is continuing to be a really exciting baseball season in New York. Mets and Yankees, um, <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens ultimately, but still, we have two first place teams for the moment here, and yet, and and two football teams that are clearly in various stages of rebuilding. So, uh, but still, here we are. It's football season, and we're gonna have some guests for you, and uh, make some predictions and picks and all that kind of stuff for the uh, upcoming NFL season because by the time I'm on air next week, the season will have started. So tonight's show is the NFL Prediction Show. Call me in about that. 877-337-6666. There you have it. All right, let's start with the Yankees. And it's crazy to say that a month before the season ends, Early September, in a season that got started late. So the season's not ending for a month. Crazy to say that on September 4th, the Yankees, who are in first place in their division, could face a must-win game. But that's what Sunday was for the Yankees. And even Aaron Boone, their manager, has been saying, which is sad, but I, I get it, but sad that the negative noise that is swirling around the New York Yankees, not just here in our town, but, I mean, they're the story of baseball. The Yankees collapse right now. It's, it, it's a potentially epic collapse, historic. And so I'm sure for Yankee players, wherever they go, open their phones, have a TV on in the clubhouse, MLB Network, whatever it is, ESPN. You have TV on in the clubhouse. Or, yeah, open their phone, listen to, you know, check out Twitter, whatever it is, nationally, locally, wherever. The story, the Yankees collapse. And so... Sunday was a must-win because as bad as things have been, and we're talking about a team 19-31, and 31, coming into Sunday, 19-31 and 31 record. That's the worst 50-game record that the Yankees have had in over 30 years. Worst 50-game stretch. Even worse. Some numbers offensively. In the last 23 games, this is from Yes. In the last 23 games, the worst offensive stretch the Yankees have had since 1968. So it's not just your imagination, Yankee fans. You're watching this bad baseball, and it's not just, oh, this looks bad. Chris Moore was talking about have perspective, big picture. Well, the perspective here on the Yankee offense is it has been putrid. And it's not just, uh, 
you're you overreacting. Last 23 games, Yankees record coming into today was 8 and 15. Over that span, they were averaging 2.8 runs per game. Well, they scored 2 on Sunday. So they didn't do much to change their average runs per game. If it went down a little. 2.8 runs per game over that stretch. And over that stretch, a 196 team batting average. 196 during that period of time. Last 23 games. 196 team batting average. Those are the lowest over any 23-game stretch since 1968 for the Yankees. So, historically awful. And... I get it. Losing Matt Carpenter was a big blow to this Yankee team. It was. He was having this magical renaissance. But he's not here. And DJ LeMahieu's foot, it may be throwing him off, but he is clearly not the same player since that toe injury. Seems to have even changed his his stance at the plate. And if you don't have DJ LeMahieu hitting, and if Glaber Torres, it looked like this was going to be a bounce-back year for Torres earlier in the season, but now he's fallen back into the abyss. If you don't have DJ and you don't have Glaber, And Rizzo, you're hoping, with the epidural, will come back this week from the bad back because Lord knows Aaron Judge desperately, desperately needs somebody else in the lineup. And today was all Judge. And in all of this, I mean, what's crazy about all of this, as bad as it is in all those offensive numbers and as putrid as it's been, Can you imagine how much worse all of this would be without Aaron Judge? In the middle of all this, the Yankees have a player who hit his 53rd home run on September 4th. And apparently that's a pace that's too ahead of what Roger Maris was was doing. That's what's crazy about what Aaron Judge is doing. And what's even, what's incredible to me And Sunday's game, today's game, a perfect microcosm of the greatness of Aaron Judge. So he leaves off the entire game because, you know, they just want to try and get him as many at-bats as possible since the rest of the lineup kind of sucks right now. So since the lineup, especially without Benintendi, they have no leadoff hitter. Um, I don't know. I mean, at this point, honestly, Pat, it's like maybe Brett Gardner could not. Maybe he's not worse. Maybe get him off the couch. I don't even know. But the Yankee lineup is so putrid. So Aaron Judge has to bat leadoff because you just honestly, if you could bat him nine times, they would like just as much as possible. So they bat him leadoff. So what does he do? Leaves off the game manufactures a run in Aaron Judge fashion with a home run. So they're up one nothing. Fine. But we're used to, when I say manufacture a run, like, I'm used to guys like Jose Reyes manufactures a run. Or, you know, with the Mets these days, 
Francisco Lindor can manufacture a run. Players where Judge, though, in this game, Yankees need an insurance run. So how about hit a double and then on a ground ball to shortstop, decide that you're going to push it because you know nobody else on this team is going to do anything. So he pushes it, barely beats the throw on the ground ball, uh, and, and gets to third. And then, God bless the rookie, Cabrera, has some stones and hits a sack fly and scores Judge. So no base hit. You know, Judge manufactured a run. Did it with his legs. I mean, what else do you want from that player? But they are, Pat, right now, they're a one-man offense. They're a one-man offense. Yeah. What they, else is they, there? They absolutely are. And when you had Benintendi, he was basically the only one that was hitting. You know, he was hitting, what, over 300 You know, over the last two, three weeks. And now nobody. I mean, you look at the numbers, like all these guys, for the two for their last 30, four for their last 30, it's the entire lineup. The entire lineup. So Judge is literally the only person producing. So yeah, he's got to he's got to do it all. And even, even then, guys in scoring position, nobody can get a guy in less than nope. two outs. They had first and third. Nobody out today, and they nope. still couldn't get a run in. No, unless it's Judge at the plate with less than two outs. Nobody else. Oh, and, and especially God. Oh, for the love of God, if it's Aaron Hicks, you know that's not happening. But Josh Donaldson, none of these guys. And Donaldson, by the way. So one of the first shows I ever did on this network, on this station, I shared with you, I have a theory of sports, and it's called the My Jerk Theory of Sports. And the way the My Jerk Theory of Sports goes is that there's a player who kind of seems like a jerk when he plays for another team. But when he plays for your team, he becomes our jerk. He's my jerk. And you embrace him. You like him. You root for him. He's your guy, even though you kind of know he's a jerk. I came up with this theory way back when, when the New York Knicks got Latrell Sprewell. And Spree at that time had famously choked his head coach, P.J. Carlissimo. Um, So wasn't particularly uh, beloved around the league. Comes to the Knicks, and all he does is like, Play his ass off, pound for pound, just out there, you know, laying it out all over the court. And Knicks fans love him. So, yeah, whatever. May have choked his coach in the past. But he's our jerk. And, and Knicks fans, we love him. Another example of a quote-unquote my jerk for a while. Teams that like a T.O., Terrell Owens, played for. When he was on your team and playing well, he's your jerk. You're rooting like, like crazy for this guy. You're embracing this guy. If he's on somebody else's team, you're like, oh, my God, that guy's such a jerk. On your team, he's our jerk. We love him. Well, I say all of this because I think Josh Donaldson defies the my jerk theory of sports. I think, Yankee fans, you can tell me if, you're wrong, if I'm wrong and disagree here. I mean, even if he was playing better, I just think he's he's such a tough guy to root for. And... Not playing well. He, like, he's not your jerk. He's the kind of guy that he just is. And, and maybe he's a sweetheart in person with his family. I don't know. But the drawing at the other team stuff, and especially when you're not playing well, when you're not backing it up, when you have a 220 batting average, when you have a 685 OPS, when you have 123 strikeouts, and when you're getting paid 
20 plus million dollars. I was at a dinner actually last night and coincidentally enough happened to sit next to somebody's cousins with Gio Urshela. And we struck up a conversation and got talking and he's showing me the photo of him and Gio and all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't even care what the, I'm a, if you listen to my show, I'm a big one on analytics. I, I, yes, absolutely. But I don't get from a defensive metric standpoint, all the, you know, how Josh Donaldson is so much better defensively than Gio Urshela. You know what? To my eyes, I, I don't see some sort of glaring defense there, uh, difference there. But offensively, Gio is having a better offensive season than Josh Donaldson. Makes a lot less money. And was one of the easiest players to root for on the Yankee team. Just a super charming, likable guy. And it's not just me, not even as a Yankee fan, saying that to you. You could just see the way his teammates felt about Gio Urshela. Like, when, when things go bad in a clubhouse, as they are going bad right now with the Yankees, who are, I know they won today 2-1. to one. And by the way, I haven't even got, you know, I mentioned Aaron Judge, of course, offensively carrying this team. Credit to Frankie Montas, because it is tough when the narrative around you starts to go badly to turn that around. And I don't know if this will be a pattern, but first five starts were bad. He gave up 20 runs. In his first five starts. And then all he does in a must-win game for the Yankees. Walks out there against the Rays. The Yankees in danger of being swept. And gives them five terrific innings. In that must-win situation. Pitches his guts out. Only gives up one hit. Seven strikeouts, and yes, 93 pitches, and I think they were like, all right, that's enough. Don't want anything bad to happen here, um, and took him out. But some of it also is if IKF wouldn't have an error, you know, I mean, some of the extra pitches, he got a little unlucky, lost about three pitches on the uh, phantom catcher's interference call that was bogus. So, and maybe Montas could have gone out for the, for the uh, sixth inning without those things. But big picture, that was a huge start, important start for Frankie Montas. Good for him. There were, there were positives in this game for the Yankees. Judge, obviously. Montas, obviously. Jonathan Loisega, huge positive. He looks like he is rounding back into form to be the Jonathan Loisega that Yankee fans knew, love, expected. So there certainly were positives. But the yes, the, the rest of the Yankee lineup, I don't think it's time for the Yankees to exhale because Aaron Judge stole them a ball game, won them a ball, a ball game. And certainly, you tell me, but with what you saw from Clay Holmes in the ninth inning, does that make you feel confident? I'll tell you one other thing when we come back. Something else that 
if I were a Yankee fan, would not make me feel confident. 